0: Did you find Ecclesiastes yet? Ya encontraron Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 1, Ecclesiastes capítulo 11, verso 1. Cast your bread on the surface of the waters, for you will find it after many days. Divide your portion to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. If the clouds are full, then pour out rain upon the earth, and whether a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, wherever the tree falls, there it lies. He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. But just as you do not know the path of the wind and how the bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes All things. Sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed or whether both of them alike will be good. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight for the presence of the Holy Spirit and for the presence of the body of Christ. We are so blessed to be in a new year with the expectancy and hope of great things to come in this new year, and I ask tonight that you would anoint us to hear the word and to practice it. Make us able and ready practitioners of the word of God. I ask you tonight as well to anoint my lips of clay to teach the word and to make it effective that we might uh, work out this word in our own hearts. We ask that in Jesus' name, and the church said a great big amen. 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 With your Bible open, just hold on to Ecclesiastes and go to the book of Job. Ahí detenga el libro de Eclesiastés y vaya al libro de Job. Quiero comenzar esta tarde con una pregunta. I want to begin this evening with a question. And I want you to see the question out of the book of Job, chapter 22. del libro de Job, el capítulo 22 y el verso 2. Job chapter 22 and verse 2. And this question has been... Uh, radiating in my spirit, we're going to relate it to what we have just read here in a moment. Vamos a comenzar con esta pregunta, que yo creo es muy importante hacernosla esta tarde y en este año. I think it's important for us to ask ourselves this question and to ask ourselves this question not only tonight, but this year. How many of you want a good year? Yeah, I thought so. ¿Cuántos quieren un año bueno? Muy bien. The question the Lord uh, has for us tonight, really it comes out of a portion of scripture where one of Job's friends, uh, who was trying to uh, counsel or consult um, or com- comfort him, I should say, in the midst of his affliction, uh, goes on Job's case, and he's really unfair about it. In este pasaje, vemos... Uh, uh, uno de los amigos de Job hacer una pregunta a Job mientras él está pasando por uh, la, eh, la examinación fuerte de su vida y le hace una pregunta o le hace una serie de comentarios que no era muy justo hacérselo a Job pero aquí hay una pregunta que es uh, buena para nosotros but there's a question right here that's important for us. And I want to read it out of the King James for the use of a particular word that's in there. Uh, uh, if, uh, Job chapter 22, verse 2, it says, Can a man be profitable to God as a wise man is profitable to himself? Dice, Podrá el hombre ser de provecho a Dios como el hombre sabio puede ser de provecho a sí mismo. I hope tonight we can begin by asking ourselves this question. Can I be profitable to God in 2017? Quiero que comencemos esta noche haciendo esta pregunta. Podré ser yo de provecho para Dios en el año 2017? And maybe you could start by asking yourself the question, was I profitable to God? In 2016, quizá usted se puede preguntar, uh, ¿fui yo de algún provecho para Dios en el año 2016? Now, the, the question leads us to a few uh, answers, and we're not going to go too deep into that tonight. But first of all, the obvious answer is that no one can really be profitable to an all-sufficient God. Uh, nadie le puede ser provechoso a un Dios todo suficiente. In other words there's nothing you could do uh, or or not do that could make God more God, better God, a stronger God, a fuller God, a happier God. God is God by himself. No hay nada que usted y yo podemos hacer para hacer a Dios más Dios, más poderoso, más fuerte, más grande. No 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 hay nada que podemos hacer para contribuir a la deidad de Dios. Dios es Dios solamente. If there was no man in the world, he'd still be God. In fact, he was God before man was created. Si no hubiera hombre en el mundo, Dios sería Dios. If nobody showed up to church tonight and nobody sang his praises, guess what? God would still be God. Let me hear an amen. Uh, si nadie llegara a la casa de Dios esta tarde... Y a Dios él todavía sería Dios. God is totally 100% self sufficient. Dios es 100% autosuficiente. He doesn't need man. No necesita al hombre. However, you and I desperately need God. Usted y yo seriamente necesitamos a Dios. So the question really when we ask it in that first sense, how can a man be profitable to God? One of the answers is there's not a way for a man to be profitable to God. But there are ways that man can be profitable to God by serving the living God. Hay formas que el hombre sí puede ser de provecho. Para Dios. And I, I base my answer on the fact that uh, the Bible says that the, the master called three of his servants. You might remember this in the parable of Jesus. The master called three of his servants and he gave to the first one five talents. He gave to the second one two talents. And to the third one he gave one talent. Now you remember uh, that they all, uh, he, he left to a far country and they, they went to work. El Señor dice que él llamó, el maestro llamó A tres de sus siervos Y él llamó al primero y le dio cinco talentos Al segundo le dio dos Y al tercero le dio uno Entonces, él se fue y ellos se fueron a trabajar When the master came back The one that had five Had how many to give him back? Ten El que cuando el maestro llegó El que tenía cinco Le trajo diez Había doblado Lo que él tenía de su maestro. He had doubled his gifts for the master. The man who received two, he came back and he brought how many? Four. El que recibió dos, trajo cuatro. Y él también le dobló al maestro lo que era de él. Now there was the one. And the one who had one talent, what did he do? He went and he brought back the master one talent and listen to what the master said he said you are an unprofitable servant el señor le dijo al que le dio uno y le regresó uno eres un siervo que no tienes provecho so that tells me that the one who had 5 Was profitable to his master. And the one that had two was profitable to his master. But the one who had one and brought back only what he was given, he was unprofitable to the master. So that tells me that you and I can be profitable to God. In fact, God is expecting something out of our lives in 2017. Can you say amen? Dios está esperando algo de nuestra vida en el año 2017. And so the question for us tonight, and I'm asking me myself this question as much as I'm asking it from, of you. Will you be profitable to the Lord in 2017? Serás tú de provecho a Dios en el año 2017? That's a heavy question, isn't it? Es una pregunta uh, pesada. but I want to lay upon you that, that charge tonight that God wants fruit from our lives. Dios quiere fruto de nuestra vida. And I know that he has given into every one of your lives gifts and callings and abilities. Dios ha dado a cada una de nuestras vidas un llamado y dones y habilidades de las cuales él va a pedir una And God is going to hold us accountable for every gift that he has given us and that he continually gives us. Did you know that today was a gift from God? Hoy fue un regalo de Dios. How many of you know that? What did you give God back for his gift? ¿Qué le dio a Dios en regreso? Did you serve somebody today? Did you love somebody today? You know how else I know that we can be profitable to God? Because the Bible says another time Jesus said that the king said to his people, he said, when I was hungry, you fed me. And when I was naked, you clothed me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. And they said, but, but Master, when were you hungry that we fed you? And when were you in prison that we visited you? And he said, as long as you have done that to the least of these, you have done it unto me. What was he saying to them? He's saying, when you serve somebody else, you are serving You know the Bible said that he that gives to the poor lends to God. Isn't that mind-blowing? Dice la escritura que el que le da al pobre le presta a Dios. Que que, uh, uh, pensamiento tan eh, eh, hermoso saber que podemos ser de provecho de Para Dios, we can be profitable to God. And let me just I'll put it to you like this. If, if I could set us, for us, a standard of what we can shoot for in this year, let us be men and women who double the investment that God made in our lives this year. There's so few amens, but I appreciate every last one of them. I said, let's be a people that double what God has invested into our life. How many of you want to be profitable to God? ¿Cuántos quieren ser a Dios? You know what the text also says? It, te- it says that a man can be profitable to himself if he's wise. También dice la Escritura que el hombre puede ser provechoso a sí mismo si él es sabio. So this year there are some things you and I can do that will be profit- make us profitable to God. And there are some things you and I can do this year that will make us profitable to ourselves. You know that you could eat right and that will be profitable to you? Come on, say amen. amen. You know if you do some exercise, that will be profitable to you? Amen. You know if you read your Bible, that's going to be profitable to you? You know that if you invest in the life of your husband And in the life of your wife That's going to be profitable to you Yeah, come on You can do some things this year That will be profitable to you Usted puede hacer muchas cosas este año que, con Si usted es sabio Que pueden ser de provecho para su vida Si usted come saludablemente Si usted hace ejercicio Si usted trata bien a su familia En esa sabiduría va a haber provecho para sí mismo Now, I know that within this whole context, we we have to think about the the subject of grace. Because grace is... Uh, something that we receive from God without working for it. How many of you know that? La gracia es algo que recibimos de Dios sin trabajarlo. So Pastor Isaac, how does all of this fit into grace? ¿Cómo es que todo esto cabe dentro de la gracia? Well, you know what has happened among the 21st century church is that we think that grace means that we get success for free. That's not true. Muchos piensan que la gracia significa que vamos a recibir el éxito gratis. Here's Here's what is very possible. You could be saved by grace. That means when you die, you're going to heaven. Say amen. That's what it means to be saved by grace. There's nothing you can do to save yourself except put faith and trust in Jesus Christ. La única manera de ser salvo, es ser salvo por la gracia, es poner tu confianza en Dios y recibir de Dios perdón para tus pecados. The Bible says, we have been saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves, for it is the free gift of God so that no one can boast. Dice la escritura. Que esta gracia hemos sido salvos. Por gracia. Por medio de la fe. Y este es un don de Dios. Para que nadie se pueda jactar. So no one will be in heaven. Who can say. I got here on my own strength. Nadie va a estar en el cielo. Que va a poder decir. Yo llegué aquí. Por mi habilidad. The only people who will be in heaven are those who put their faith and confidence in Jesus Christ. Los únicos que van a estar en el cielo son aquellos que han puesto su confianza en Cristo Jesús. It's not as complicated as sometimes we make it seem. No es tan complicado como a veces lo hacemos. Grace means that we have received from God the forgiveness of our sins based on no effort of our own because Jesus did all the effort on the cross. La gracia que decir que hemos recibido de Dios la salvación y esto viene por medio de ningún esfuerzo de nuestra parte. But you could get to heaven and have none, have done zero for God. And you may be in heaven, but you have no reward. Because you were not profitable to the Lord. Pueden llegar al cielo y muchos van a llegar al cielo y no van a ser de ningún provecho para Dios. No han ganado ni un alma. No han hecho nada para el reino de Dios. Y no van a recibir galardón. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 that these people, they will be in heaven. And it says that they're going to go through the judgment seat of Christ... And it will be uh, as though they were saved by fire. They're not going to receive a reward. They're saved. They're in heaven. But they have no reward for having borne fruit for God in this life. I don't want any of you to be in that category. No quiero que nadie esté en esa categoria. Come on, somebody. We must be a fruitful people. Tenemos que ser un pueblo que da fruto. God expects fruit, good fruit, and much fruit from us. Dios espera fruto, buen fruto, y mucho fruto de nosotros. Say that with me. Fruit, good fruit, and much fruit. Dios quiere fruto, buen fruto, y mucho fruto. So I ask you a question. Can God expect anything from you this year? Podrá Dios esperar algo de nosotros este año? So Pastor Isaac, why do we come to church? Is it because God needs us? No. Why do we come to church? Because we need God. ¿Por qué venimos a la iglesia? Será porque Dios nos necesita? No. Venemos porque nosotros necesitamos a Dios. We need God. We come to church so that we can be strengthened by his word and in his presence and go out and bear fruit in our life. There are a lot of Christians in America today who think that having a relationship with God just means showing up to church. That's a part of it, friend, but that's not all of it. There is more to the Christian life than just receiving Hay mucho más para la vida cristiana que solamente recibir. God wants us to be investors, to be profitable in his work. Dios quiere que seamos uh, aquellos que invierten en su reino. So, all right, let's look at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And we're going to look at three things tonight. Vamos a ver tres cosas esta noche que uh, tenemos que decidir I said, three things we need to decide to do tonight. We want to be profitable in the year 2017. How many of you want to be profitable in 2017? All right. Now, I'm saying all of this to you because I don't want you to reach the end of another year and say, where were my blessings? I want you to reach the end of the year and know that you went out there and plowed and sowed and harvested and that you bore fruit. Ecclesiastes, here's the first one. Cast your bread on the surface of the waters for you will find it after many days. Divide your portion to seven or eight or even to eight for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. Here's the first thing we see here. Now, what does this mean, cast your bread upon the waters? ¿Qué significa uh, Echa tu pan sobre las aguas? Well, have you ever heard this? the phrase, I'm waiting for my ship to come in? Some of you have heard that. Uh, Algunos han oído, estoy esperando que llegue mi barco. Well, it comes from this thought right here. Uh, to cast your bread upon the waters, it meant that the... the uh, the nation of Israel would send their grain, they would send their, their, um, their exports by ship to be sold out on the, on the coast, and they would send a ship full with their investment, and then they would wait for that ship to come home and bring back the profit that they had made from all the sale of that inventory. En los días antiguos, uh, llenaban un barco con mercancía y lo mandaban hacia las naciones y ese barco iba y regresaba lleno de la uh, o oh, perdón, uh, vacío de la mercancía y lleno del tesoro y de eh, el el provecho que se había hecho de esa inversión. So de ahí viene esta idea, echa tu pan sobre las aguas y después de muchos días regresará a ti. So there is the thought right there. Cast your bread upon the waters and after many days it will come back to you. In other words, what uh, what the uh, passage of scripture is saying is send out your investment and it will come back to you. Envía tu inversión y va a regresar a ti. What is the bread that the church is sending out upon the waters today? Come on, somebody. The word of God. ¿Cuál es el pan que usted y yo tenemos para enviar al mundo? Es la palabra de Dios. And you know, when we send out the Word of God, the Word of God brings back a harvest of souls. And you and I are a part of that harvest. Cuando enviamos la palabra de Dios, esa palabra sale y regresa con una gran cosecha The Almas Church, you and I must be about the business this year of casting the gospel upon the waters and watching it come back and bring back a harvest of souls for the glory of God. That's why we have our uh, church services, so that when people come in, they hear the gospel. That's why we have small groups, so that when they go into your homes, they can hear the gospel. That is why we have our podcast, so that when people tune in, they can hear the gospel. That's why your pastor is on a couple of radio stations, so that people can hear the gospel. But you know, we have to take our, le- our investment to a new level. We have to make it is our commitment. I'm going to cast the bread of God's word upon the waters of this world. You cannot just depend on the church's efforts corporately. Every single person in here is an evangelist empowered by God to preach the gospel to their neighbor, to their friend, to their coworker. And when you do that, you are going to be amazed what God will do through your life. Can I get an amen tonight? So this year, I want you to make a commitment. I am going to cast the bread upon the waters. I'm going to be a witness for Christ everywhere I go. Decídase, yo voy a ser un testigo para Dios todos los lugares donde yo vaya. Is there anybody here committed to that? You want to see... This house full of souls, you know who else wants to see this house full of souls? God wants to see this house full of souls. And you and I have to cast our bread upon the water. That's the first thing, is is the gospel. It's also our financial investment, isn't it? También es nuestra inversión financiera que no solamente la predicación del evangelio, pero nuestra inversión financiera. Listen, whatever you invest in, you're gonna get back. If you invest in starting problems, guess what you're gonna get back? Problems. If you invest in in solving problems, guess what you're gonna get back? Solved problems. We have to be a problem-solving church. When you see a problem, solve it if you can. Si usted ve un problema, sea la solución de ese problema. Porque cuando usted invierte en solucionar el problema de otro, Dios se encarga de solucionar nuestros problemas. When we invest in solving somebody else's problems, God will start solving some of our problems. So this year we're going to be uh, about the work of solving problems, of, of making, uh, making ourselves available to be a miracle in someone else's life. Tenemos que decidir ser un milagro en la vida de otra persona. You know, somebody might come to you and say, you know, I'm having trouble paying the light bill. I'm, I'm, I'm short 50 bucks. And, you know, sometimes people will say, "Well, you should call up the church, you know. That's the church's job to do that. And, and you have 50 bucks right there in your pocket that could solve the problem today. And you could be someone's miracle. Cast your bread upon the waters. Listen. God stays with nothing. He doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our investments. He doesn't need our time. But when we invest, he sees to it that we receive. And that we receive back in full the harvest that we have invested. So just jot this down. Instead of protecting myself and what I have. I will release what I have for the kingdom of God. Did you get that? Instead of protecting myself and what I have, I will release what I have for the kingdom of God. ¿Qué significa esto? Tenemos que, en vez de proteger lo que tenemos, dejar ir lo que tenemos para el reino de Dios. Can God use what you have? ¿Podrá Dios usar lo que I saw one time uh, a, a television show called hoarders. It made me sick. una uh, vez yo vi un programa de televisión de personas que no tiran nada. I pray there's no hoarding spirit in here tonight. Some some of you are tend you tend to do that just by nature. Um, But these folks wouldn't throw away a single straw wrapper. I can't think of any use for a straw wrapper after it's been used. They wouldn't throw away any straws. They wouldn't throw away the lids of their cups. They wouldn't throw away the cup. They wouldn't throw away anything. And the house was stacked full of trash. And you know that's a problem, right? When you see that, you know there's something not right with this picture. And I've told you before, that comes from a poverty spirit, a poverty mentality that says, if I let this out of my life, I'm never going to get it back. Well, so many of us are hoarding our gifts. Muchos están guardando sus dones. If if pastor finds out that I that I can witness to people, I'll never see the inside of my house again. He's just going to have me out there door to door every day. He's just going to keep it quiet. This little light of mine, I'm going to hide it out. <laughs> You're hoarding your gift. And when the when the master comes for accountability, están guardando su don. Pero cuando llegue el maestro para pedir a contabilidad, ¿qué va a decir? Mira, señor, me diste uno y te di uno. Would well, you say, Lord, you gave me one? Here's your one back. No, we have to be a people that know that God is faithful. Tenemos que saber que Dios es fiel. And you know, I want to be. I'm gonna be real honest with you. Can I be completely pastoral right now? I need a strong amen right now. Because you know what some of you like to hoard? You like to hoard your pastor. I'm going to preach this way right now. I didn't like, I didn't like what I saw. I ustedes quieren guardar su pastor. And when I'm gone, you're jealous of it. You got you to gotta stop that. My sermon is over, I think. <laughs> I, I, pastor is, I know what I'm talking about. Because, you know, I, I'm yours and you're mine, but I'm not yours. And you are not mine. We are the Lord's. All right? So when, when God says, Isaac, and I don't leave unless I have to leave. And go and do something somewhere else. And when I leave, I say, Lord, I know you're going to take care of Kingsway while I'm gone. Okay? But when you cast me out upon the waters, guess who the blessing's coming back to? Come on, Kingsway, who's it coming back to? Us. All right? So you have to be willing to say, you know what? Whatever we have is the Lord and whoever we have they are the lords and because they're his when we cast that bread out on the water it's going to come back and the blessing of God is going to be full and it's going to be free upon our lives so instead of hoarding what we have we have to give it away you know some some people they say you know I'm not going to invite anybody to church because then they're going to be in my church this is my church They're going to mess up my church. And what if they like it and they're going to keep coming back and this is my church? No, 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 no. This isn't your church. This is his church. And so we have to make a decision. Instead of hoarding our gifts, our resources, if I give this money and the offering, I'm not going to give it back. If I give this time, I'm not going to get it back, friend. If you keep it, you've already lost it. Because Jesus said, whatever a man seeks to keep, he will lose. And whatever he loses for my sake, he will find. Amen. Dice Jesus, que el que pierde por causa de su nombre hallará lo perdido. Pero el que gusta preservarse a sí mismo va a perder lo que preservó. No hoarders in here then, right? I need a strong amen. Amen. Are you an investor? ¿Es usted un invertidor? ¿Va a invertir este año? You know what I'm believing for? I'm believing for this year, Kingsway Church's largest single vision offering ever. And I believe in God for a $100,000 offering. pastor has lost his mind. If you're going to ask, we might as well ask big. Yo estoy pidiendo al Señor que nos dé este año nuestra ofrenda de visión, que sea la más grande en nuestra historia, de una sola vez, que nos dé la habilidad de dar una ofrenda de cien mil dólares. Can we do that? Can we trust God? Can we trust God? Can we en Dios? You we know, we are thinking, oh, God's going to send in some really rich guy to, to God? the, offering. No, you are the rich guy. We are the investors. Nosotros somos los que vamos a invertir en esta obra, en este trabajo. You've got to decide, I am an investor right here. Usted tiene que decidirse a ser uno que hace la inversión en su propia casa. It's, It's quiet in here. I love you anyway. So instead of protecting, some of you... You, you hoard your affection. You hoard your love. You hold it back. And then you wonder why you don't get any. The Bible said that he who would have friends must show himself friendly. Algunos guardan sus emociones, su amor, su cariño. Y luego piensan, ¿por qué nadie me ama? Nadie me abraza. No hay cariño. Uh, Dice la Escritura que el que quiere amigos debe ser amistoso. So we can't sit and wonder, why aren't these things in my life? If we haven't sent the ship out, you can't say, I'm waiting for my ship to come home. Because you didn't send a ship out. Usted, si no ha enviado un barco, no espere un barco, por favor, entiende hermano. No va a haber un barco si usted no envió uno. If you didn't send the ship out, you can't expect the ship to return. And, and. When, sometimes we look at others and we say, man, why do they get blessed? Why does God honor them? Why does God help them? Well, they're sending a ship out, and that ship is returning. And that, that reciprocity occurs as we are faithful to God. Esa, ese es un ciclo. Si usted envía el barco lleno de, de amor, lleno de inversión, lleno de gracia, lleno de obras de servicio, ese barco va a regresar a su vida, va a regresar Oh stay. Do you believe God? Yes. Can you trust Him with that? Yes. Well will we be profitable to God this year? Yes. Amen. All right. I'm just about out of time. I want to go to the next one just to get us started. He says in verse 4 He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind and how bones are formed in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. Sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed or whether both of them alike will be good. Here's the second thing. Listen, Scripture says, He who watches the wind will never sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. What does that mean? That means that people who are waiting for ideal conditions will never do anything. El que ve al viento no no siembra. Que decir, que el que está buscando el tiempo perfecto nunca lo va a encontrar. Listen, there will never be a perfect time. Nunca va a haber un tiempo perfecto. Maybe you're saying, I'm waiting for a perfect time to give my life to Christ. You know when that time is? Right now. Si usted dice, yo estoy buscando el tiempo perfecto para darle mi vida a Dios. ¿Cuál es el tiempo perfecto? Este día es el tiempo perfecto. Today is all you have. Hoy es todo lo que tienes. So if you're going to serve God, friend, serve him today. Si le vas a servir a Dios, sírvele hoy. If you're going to give your life to Christ, do it today. Si usted va a dar su vida al Señor, dásela hoy. If you're going to make the investment in the kingdom of God, there will be no perfect time to do it. Here's how we think. We think, okay, God, once I get all my stuff in order, then I will give to you. Once I get my house paid off and my car and the college tuition and all that, I get all that squared away, I'm going to give like crazy. And you know what God is saying? He's saying, look, it doesn't work that way. If you do that, you'll never get it done. You have to decide God first. And when you put God first, God takes care of the rest, doesn't he? Si usted se decide a decir, bueno, cuando todo esté perfecto, las condiciones perfectas, entonces yo le voy a entrar, yo voy a hacer esto. Usted nunca va a encontrar esa perfecta oportunidad. Y muchos han perdido mucho tiempo esperando el momento ideal. Many have lost many opportunities for looking for the right season. And friends... If the wind is blowing or if it's raining, you have to do what God called you to do. Si uh, está, el viento o la lluvia tiene que hacer mientras Dios le llama hacerlo. Today is all you have. Hoy es todo lo que usted tiene. And so, instead, write this down, here's the word for us. Instead of drifting, pursue En vez de ir con el viento, tenemos que perseguir. First thing God says to us, instead of protecting yourself and what you have, release it. And now he says to us, instead of drifting along, pursue. How easy it is, is it to drift? Some, some people started the year like this. None of you, but some people didn't come tonight. Uh, it started the year like this. Well, let's see where it takes us. Algunos empezaron el año, saber que nos va a traer el año. A ver a donde nos lleva. You know how I started the year? I, don't year? I don't expect this year to bring me nothing. I'm going to go take it. Yo no estoy esperando que este año me traiga nada. Yo voy y lo voy a traer. Come on, somebody. You and I have to decide, I am going to pursue God's will, God's purpose, God's plan, God's blessing on my life every single day. Yo voy a perseguir la bendición de Dios en mi vida. Mi papá tenía un dicho. My dad had a saying. That you would call him and say, how are you doing, dad? And he would say, I'm waiting on God's goodness. Dice, estoy esperando el bien de Dios. And that was a great saying because he was always pursuing God's goodness, God's blessing, God's provision. Siempre estaba persiguiendo el bien de Dios. Entonces, él tenía el derecho de esperar el bien de Dios. But some people are sitting on their front porch in their rocking chair waiting on God's goodness. There are some things God will not do for you. Ah, Pastor, that's not biblical. Did you have to brush your own teeth this morning? Did you have to wash your face this morning? Did you have to go to work this morning? There are something God expects you to do. And he says, I will bless what you Él dice: Yo voy a bendecir lo que tú hagas. Entonces, hay cosas que Dios no va a hacer para nosotros. Él no nos va a lavar el rostro en la mañana. Él no nos va a peinar el cabello en la mañana. Él. Tiene, ha determinado que hay cosas que usted y yo tenemos que hacer. And there are many dreams that are sitting in your heart tonight. Dreams for your family. Dreams for ministry. Dreams that you have for God. But if you don't pursue them, they're going to be dreams for the rest of your life. Hay muchos sueños que ustedes tienen. Sueños para su familia. Sueños para su matrimonio. Sueños para el ministerio. Pero si usted no los persigue... Van a seguir siendo sueños. Sometimes you have to go and do it. Tiene que hacer algo. And if you're waiting for the right time, the right time's never going to come. You're going to have to go in the, often in adversity. Muchas veces tenemos que hacer en adversidad las cosas que Dios ha puesto. Delante de nosotros. If Jesus had waited for the right time to die on the cross, the right time to die on the cross would never have come. You have to decide this is my year of pursuit. Tiene que determinarse este año va a ser mi año de perseguir, de búsqueda de lo que Dios tiene para mí. Hey, listen, church. A rock solid, on fire relationship with God Is not going to fall in your lap You're going to have to wake up every morning And pursue God Amen. Si usted quiere tener una vida encendida en fuego Con el Espíritu de Dios Usted va a tener que amanecer todas las mañanas Buscando a Dios Seek God Meanwhile, I may be found, says the Lord, and call upon me while I am near. Búscame y me hallarás, dice el Señor. The psalmist said in Psalm 63, el salmista dijo en el Salmo 63, he said, I will go hard after God. Dijo, iré, iré, iré uh, en serio detrás de Dios. Do you want to have an on-fire relationship with God? You're going to have to pursue it. Busque a Dios. When when he wakes you up in the night, pursue him. Cuando él te despierta de noche, persíguelo. Go find out what is God saying. Ve y darte cuenta que lo que Dios está diciendo. Hear from him, oye su voz, entiende lo que él está queriendo decir a tu corazón. El éxito no viene si no lo persigues. Success will not come without pursuit. No one's going to come drop a college degree on your lap, is Are they? You're going to have to pursue. And the best things in life demand our pursuit. And here's what I want to end with tonight, just on a practical note. is that if you want good marriages, guess what? You're going to have to pursue good marriages. That means you have to invest in your marriage partner. Invest in them. Love them. Pursue them. Si usted quiere un matrimonio fuerte, tiene que perseguir un matrimonio fuerte. Tiene que invertir. If you want a solid relationship with your children, you're going to have to invest time. Get off TV, get off of internet, get off of Facebook, get off of video games and spend time together. These things don't just happen. Estas cosas no pasan nomás por pasar. Tenemos que hacer una decisión. Voy a perseguir lo que yo quiero. I want a good relationship with my children or with my family. I've got to pursue it. I've got to make time. I've got to invest in them. Tengo que invertir en ellos. And if you're not willing to make the investment, friend, don't cry about not getting the profit. Si no quieres hacer la inversión... No llores cuando no recibes el provecho. Investing is sacrificial sometimes. A veces la inversión es un sacrificio. Sometimes you have to risk when you invest. A veces la inversión es un riesgo. Perhaps every time you invest, there's a risk involved. There's a risk involved in loving somebody unconditionally. There's a risk involved in being kind and being generous and being gracious. Hay un riesgo envuelto en ser cariñoso, en ser una persona que da amor, que da gracia. Hay un riesgo envuelto ahí, pero con la inversión y ese riesgo está también la bendición de Dios. But God is the one who blesses the seed we sow. Am I getting through tonight? Can a man be profitable to God? Podrá el hombre ser de provecho para Dios. I pray that you will decide tonight, I'm going to to pursue with all of my might, God first, and the things God has, has promised me, I'm going to pursue them with my whole life. Because listen, he says, Seek me and you will. Not you might, not you could, but you will find me. Would you stand with me tonight? Vamos a ponernos en pie esta noche. We're going to pick up here next week. Vamos a comenzar aquí la semana que viene. I just want to challenge you to make a commitment tonight to be profitable to God, and to be profitable to your family, and to your church, and to our community. Vamos a decidirnos esta noche ser de provecho a Dios, a nuestra familia, a nuestra iglesia, nuestra comunidad. This sermon isn't about getting as much as it is about giving. Esta enseñanza no es tanto de recibir, es de dar What are you going to invest this year? ¿Qué vas a invertir este año? And I pray that a boldness will come over you tonight that says I'm willing to invest whatever it takes to see God's blessing full and flourishing in my life. Would you just raise your hands right where you are? Make that commitment to the Lord. Hace ese compromiso con Dios esta noche. Lord, your word says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all of these other things will be added unto you. I pray tonight that you would give us a seek first pursuit of your presence and of your direction for every decision of our life. I believe that 2017 will be God's year. It will be a year of presence and a year in which you will prosper your people. It will be a year of restoration, but it is also a year of activation where gifts and callings are going to be activated to flourish for the kingdom of God. I pray that the the anointing of the Spirit would come upon this house tonight, that a commitment and a conviction would come upon us, that we can Possess the land of our promises we can possess the promises of God in our life but we must not be idle because you have given us the land but we must take it come on just open your mouth and begin to talk to God God has given you the land but you must take it Dios te ha dado la tierra pero tu la tienes que poseer You've got to possess it. Almighty God, we pray that you would endue us with that power, that conviction tonight, that nothing shall be impossible to those who believe. Make us doers of the word and not hearers only. Let us not give one more year to idleness, but let us be active and bold as lions in the pursuit of God's purpose over our life. God, I pray that you would stir up the nest of your people where there is a, a complacency and comfort in idleness. Stir them in their, in their very core that they might make a decision to get in league with God. Father, I pray if there's anyone within the sound of my voice tonight who doesn't know you as their Savior, who is waiting for a perfect time, I pray that they would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the fact that this is the day of salvation and that now is the acceptable time. Bring conviction of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. I ask you, Father, to do that in Jesus' name.